Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. Uh, this is just a little addendum to the podcast that you are about to hear. We recorded this podcast soon after it was announced that HQ Trivia was shutting down, uh, and in it we discussed a bunch of different things, including some surprise that it was unable to find uh, someone to buy them. Uh, after we recorded the podcast, uh, the CEO and founder of HQ announced on Twitter that uh, despite ha announcing that they were shutting the whole thing down, he had found someone who was probably going to buy them. Uh, as I record this, there's still no official word, though some of the latest news reports say that it could be announced any time, uh, perhaps even before this podcast actually hits the feed. So there may be some news about someone stepping in and rescuing HQ in some form or another, but when we recorded it, uh, they had announced that they were just shutting down. So uh, that explains the discrepancy there. Uh, and I guess we'll see what actually happens with them. But uh, enjoy the podcast. Thanks. The world is increasingly technological. So we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wall on us. Painting and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the way that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fall. A little over two years ago, we had a full podcast devoted to a mobile app that was becoming a huge sensation called HQ Trivia. Uh, it was an app that was interesting to me for a few reasons, including its sudden popularity, but what I found most fascinating was the idea of appointment apps or appointment-based apps in, in some form or another. The idea behind HQ, if you somehow missed the phenomenon, was that it was a sort of game show app in which players had to answer a series of increasingly difficult trivia questions, and if you made it through all 12, usually 12, sometimes more, uh, you could split a prize with however many other winners there were. Uh, but it wasn't available at all times. You couldn't just open it up and, and play the trivia games. Instead, twice a day, you had to log in at the appointed time and answer the questions as they were asked by a live host. Uh, the idea of a trivia app that everyone had to visit at the same time was something different and, to me at least, very unique. Uh, when we did the podcast, we discussed how it was very different and speculated that Lots of others would experiment with this model, which to some extent came true. Uh, there were a ton of copier, copycats uh, that began to show up. But then something else happened, which is that it seems that people got bored uh, with this kind of thing uh, or something. Uh, HQ's users started to dwindle and fewer and fewer people were playing the game. Uh, combine that with some internal trouble at the company, including one of the co-founders dying of a drug overdose and uh, something of an internal mutiny uh, where a bunch of employees demanded that the other co-founder be removed from the CEO slot. Uh, and it really seemed to doom the company, which recently announced that it was just shutting down completely. So uh, we decided to bring back Dennis Yang, who was uh, on the original podcast to discuss the demise of HQ Trivia. So Dennis, it's been a while. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me back. It's good to be here. <laughs> <Cool>. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so HQ. Yes, the end of HQ. 
Yeah. You were you were the one who was very excited. You had introduced uh, HQ to me and told me I needed to sign up, and I was the one who informed you that HQ uh, was shutting down. <laughs> so we have come full circle. <laughs> We've come full circle, and I and I didn't quite understand when because you sent me a message, something very cryptic, about how you know you should you should do something about start HQ or something. Um, and I was like, what? what? What are you talking about? So I definitely had not heard that HQ was shutting down. Um, and I still play. I, I still open the app up pretty much every day. Really? Mm-hmm. You're um, the one. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm the one. So, so, you know. so. I mean, had, had you noticed that fewer and fewer people were playing? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, so, so from I guess the peak. I don't know what the peak was, but there were definitely games. Um, they were regularly getting you know hundreds of thousands of people playing, if not. I, I think I remember it crossing a million. At the same time, um, I'm pretty sure that I, th- I think the high points were like over two million. Yeah, two something like that. But and and the last games, you know, over the past six months, I think you know a good day would be like sixty thousand people. Right, um, which is like what it was in the very early days when I started playing. It was always around right. fifty, sixty thousand. Well, when I started playing, it was like you know a thousand. <laughs> right, because yeah. you so, were, you were ahead of the curve, <laughs> and now behind the curve too. Yeah, exactly. Now behind the curve and. I mean, the reason I would open the app was because basically they gave away a free life if you opened the game five days in a row. Aha. Uh-huh. So me being, you know, the HQ fan, but also not such a fan that I wanted to pay money for my free lives, I was kind of incentivized to just pop the game open every right. five days. Every you know five days in a row, and it, sometimes I would I would forget, especially on the weekends, um, to open it. And then if you lose your five day streak, then it resets, and you don't and you don't get your free life. But I would just pop up pop it open and play. But I wouldn't actually. I, I would probably play the full game once every two weeks, just mm. because for me it was more of like a scheduling timing thing. Right. Um, Six p.m. Pacific is actually not a great time for me to to play. Because it's right as I'm getting dinner ready, you know, for my family, yep. um, and it just wasn't great. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was always the case with me as as well back when I did play in the early days. Um, yeah, and I think that that time the time shifting thing I think probably hurt them. Um, it, it made it also very exciting when you did get to play, but I think the fact that there was never a time shifted, you know, capability really hurted their their uptake i think and i mean but it's interesting right because that was the thing that was most um fascinating i I wanted to say compelling but i don't know but that was the thing that that i found most interesting at the beginning was the idea that you know this was that would get everybody to log in at the same time because that was so different and you know we lived in a world where everything was time shifted and there is no more appointment viewing you know yeah maybe the exception of sports um to to create a point to to recreate appointment viewing within the mobile context was what was so interesting to me. Yeah, but, but, but I think that I think that if it's it's not an either or. It's not like a, sure. there is no more appointment viewing. Um, I think where they one of their big failures, you know, we can kind of probably look back on, you know, aside from the company issues. Yeah. Um, but from a from like a product engagement side, you know, they were un, unable to convert the millions of people that did play. You know. In the in in the early days of the of the application of the game um, into kind of consistent users, and I think for you know for me, I'm such a huge fan of trivia, and I was such a huge fan of HQ. But 6 p.m. Pacific was not good for me, and as a result, I played once every month. You know, and right. and this is someone that like I love trivia. I play 
uh, Jeopardy on my Alexa almost every day. <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 like if you can't get me playing your trivia game, then something is, you know, something is up, which I think is indicative of is right. kind of telling. Weren't there? Uh, I mean, yeah. wasn't? But there were twice. It was twice a day, right? Yeah, it was. It, you know, so I used to play. I used to play the noon the noon Pacific game and then miss the six p.m. Pacific. I see. Um, and because they got rid of the noon Pacific game. Oh, I, see I that I didn't know. It. So they got rid of the noon Pacific game. When did they do that? Um, I don't know. So basically I just, I just stopped getting the push for noon huh. and then they, they tried to do like a 5 PM HQ sports game, hmm. um, which I would catch once, but 5 PM is also not great. You know? So basically like there's always a reason why I couldn't get it. But, but when I did catch it, it was, it was awesome. Like I definitely right. appreciated it, right? Right. Well, I could see, like, so, so, I, you know, there are different competing ideas here, right? So, yeah, you know, the, um, you know, it was noon and six p.m. Pacific time, which New York time would have been like three p.m. And three p.m., which is weird. Nine p.m. or maybe like good, good afternoon, you know, coffee. Right. Break. It's like a coffee break time and then an after dinner time, which right. could work. So there's a part of me saying like, well, if you had, you know, different ones going like every hour, you could get like the right time around the globe when people are actually available. But you also shrink the the market and you also kind of oversaturate it, right? If it's happening too often, then you don't have that like surge of interest like oh i have to get it now which was part of the appeal of the original version right but then they also you know i think i don't know when they added there was sort of this like play any time game um Uh they added i think it was near the end maybe in the last six months because i started noticing it where they were just like hey play this other game and then you can get um i think i forget what what they were called points or or coins or, or some sort of um, point in in HQ, and you could play that asynchronously, right? You could play that, but it wasn't uh-huh. the same experience, right? Um, but it's interesting that they tried to tie it back, right? So the idea was you could get points that maybe could get you like a free life or something in HQ, or what? Exactly, right? Yeah. And I think which is clever. Oh, and it wasn't free lives. It was uh, basically every quote season they had like monthly seasons, uh-huh. um, and depending on how many points you got um, based on how many questions you got right, you would basically get a free pass. For the the first up up to like the, the first eleven questions. Oh, so, I see. So the more you play, so they they tried to add all of these hooks into get you know people to retain and to play it over and over again, um, but it was just kind of just okay, right? So I think the the core thing that I just really missed was the ability. I missed I missed the game. I couldn't play it, right? Right. Um, and one thing I'd actually compare it to. So I'm a big uh, Peloton fan, um, which is uh-huh. the you know the the exercise bike hooked up to to the internet right um and there's both live classes and uh you know archive classes so you can do either and if you happen to catch you know your if your schedule lines up with when the live class is going on then i definitely prefer taking a live class but you know sometimes i just want to get a workout and it's like you know 9 11 a.m and there's no class right now um, so I'll just take an archive class. Um, and it's okay. Everything is pretty much the same. And what they've also done, which I really like is they'll show you who is currently taking that same exact class right now as well. So you almost get like a, a residual, uh-huh. uh, live liveness, um, to those classes. So, and I think that HQ probably could have done, you know, taken a lesson from, from, from that audience and that experience. But again, like in, in, in the trivia context, like the working out context, like that's 
to some extent there's like a level of its own reward is like you need to work out to stay healthy sure. whereas like just doing trivia i'm not sure it would be as exciting if again like i, I don't know i i i get plenty of reward from answering <laughs> questions correctly in trivia games <laughs> I, okay yeah, yeah. I, I can see that um which is yeah. the other thing i think might have happened right which is with hq um trivia is i don't know how big of an of an addressable market trivia is. I think uh-huh. trivia watching is exciting, right? So maybe like watching Jeopardy. Um, I, I actually don't know what the audience for, for Jeopardy is. And, you know, it's definitely a cultural phenomenon where even if you're not good at trivia, you can appreciate, you know, that Ken Jennings is amazing at, at Jeopardy, right. right? You can watch it and be entertained by watching um, Jeopardy. Whereas in HQ, uh, very, very few people, you could see, you know, as each question progressed, how many people just stopped playing, right? So even if you start with a million people, um, you know, as you get to question six and seven, when you know the, the host is like, "Oh, that was a savage question," and now we're down to only the only one hundred thousand people are here, and you would just you could hear everyone shutting off the HQ app, right? Just like as you watch those numbers kind of plummet, and I think that right. was the other but thing. But to, that- to me, at least, I mean, I actually enjoy it like that was kind of fun yeah like, you know watching <laughs> the people get eliminated and, and i would often just watch would I mean, you watch they, to the end i would watch to the end even when i got eliminated I very rarely watch to the end and i, I mean, love de- trivia right? it de- depended i mean to me it was just kind of like well to get a sense of what the harder questions are like so i i you know sort of get you know primed for it sure. <laughs> in the eventuality if i ever got towards the end um but you know, but yeah, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't mind the fact that people logged off. I, I that's yeah. so what? So what if they log <laughs> off? As long as they're there at the beginning, right? I guess so. But wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't that kind of make their if they were viewing their application or engagement as like a media attention type application? You know that that's definitely losing value when most I of the audience doesn't know. stay until the very end, right? So. I don't know. I mean, if, if you know the 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 point of having it, you know, from a media standpoint, is for sponsorship stuff. And as long as you throw all that, the sponsorship the stuff right? up front, which yeah, is easy true. enough to do and makes sense, and it seems like that's what they did. I mean, at least I remember them, you know, doing doing sort of brand deals with with big famous brands, and you yeah, know, they did somehow including. I mean, they them. had they had some some great tie-ins. There was, you know. Um, some product times that I don't remember, which is probably not a good idea. <laughs> I remember something with Sesame Street for There's, some reason, but I don't remember what I the details. I think I remember were. something with Nike. There was like a yeah. Shoe, a I was going to say drop. Nike. I thought also there was something. Yeah. Um, and then they had like guest hosts and like uh, you know like uh, Jimmy Kimmel came on and was a guest. Yeah, host Jimmy Kimmel was there. Um, I mean, like one big thing that did happen was like Scott Rogowski left HQ and he was a huge part of I think the initial success. Yeah. Right. So that was I mean so that that was worth talking about also because he was sort of the face of the the app for a while and he was right. the the main host at the beginning and there were there was a couple of sort of controversial things that happened along the way and one was that at one point when he was technically still a contractor and not a full-time employee he right. gave an interview and the CEO um flipped out called the reporter and ordered him not to not to print the interview <laughs> and there was like how, all sorts how of did stuff. that go and yeah not not well and threatened to said like if you print this we'll fire scott i mean it was like just insane craziness um yeah. and then apparently 
like later on at one point they had talked about like making Scott the CEO like during really? some of the the conflict and and fighting over management stuff and then apparently the reason he did eventually get let go for real was because he sort of sided with the mutiny against the 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 CEO yeah the CEO and so he got fired as part of that um, yeah but he I mean, was he, you know he was what a lot of people identified with the game I mean, in the, in the terms of, like, the reasons why companies shut down, it, it sounds like just from the outside, like, HQ was afflicted by several of the things that happened, yes. happened to companies to make them not succeed, right? Yes. Um, I think but, they had initial product market fit, right? But they didn't sure. really capitalize on extending that into a sustainable but like, user so, base, right? So, but, um, so, you know, those are all things that do make you know, companies that might otherwise be successful fail. But the, but I don't think that anything has no. sort of sprung up to replace it, right? I mean, there are lots of copycats, but I don't think any of them have been really that successful. No. They're, they're, and they're all horrible because I think they quickly realized that, hey, um, making a daily <laughs> trivia show is actually very difficult content-wise. I think it's it's hard. It's really hard to keep it fresh yeah. um, and write the, those, you know, those questions, Um well, but you know, but there were different ones too. Like, I, of all things, like the one, the other, the only other one that I ended up playing um, yeah. was, and I don't understand why or how this happened. But but there's a uh, an online magic retailer. Oh, really? Uh, you know that that retails. You know, like magic, magic tricks or magic trick, the gathering. Tricks, yeah, okay. no magic tricks and effects and books and videos and DVDs and stuff. And they started, and I couldn't, I couldn't quite understand the connection or the tie-in but they started their own daily you know twice a day app but it wasn't trivia it it was always like um image-based stuff so like it would pop up two images uh-huh. and it was it was a little bit different like every time but like it would pop up two images Wait. and you had to find like the differences between the two images and you had you had like like uh like circle the thing in the app or something uh-huh. or? yep yep or you had to like tap it you know, near where the difference was. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess to, in that same vein, like there hasn't been another kind of live, like massively live application right. that I've seen either. Right. Yeah. Um, like HQ was definitely like the big flash in the pan. It, it, it grabbed the moment and um, maybe lost it or, or maybe people couldn't quite figure out how to do it or what, what it was good for. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm wondering, like, it, was it just a fad uh, or, or is there something really interesting here that others could do that just nobody was able to successfully grab onto? Right. I mean, I think like, you know, it's in the same, in the same thing we've, we've talked about like Pokemon go before, right? Like uh-huh. that was, yeah. that was a huge fad. Um, everyone was playing it, but it's still doing quite well. Um, you know, the, the fans, like everyone tried it. Right, because they they heard it, heard about it. It was cool. It was fun, except for you. Yes, yeah, that's right. You still haven't tried it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, now there's a Harry Potter version, right? It's called like Wizards, right. U- Wizards Unite. But that um, one, that one seemed to I, like. I didn't hear. I, I when that launched, it got attention. But that one seemed to disappear off. At least I I didn't hear about it after like the day it launched. It sort of seemed to disappear off the map. I don't know. How it it's may maybe super popular, but I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, like those two, you know, even though people are like, "Oh yeah, whatever happened to Pokemon Go?" Um, it's still like one of the top grossing. I think like it's okay. Um, it's doing fine, right? And I think that they were able to gracefully transition and kind of capitalize on that fad um, and hang on to the to to the people that that still want to play it and pay for it, right? So right. Um, whereas HQ, I felt like 
they had a huge fad and they weren't able to kind of hang on to those users um, after the fad kind of passed. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was because of internal struggles and um, maybe like, I don't, I don't know what it was like to work there or, or what type of disagreements they had. Um, but yeah, but for I, one I mean, they weren't able to execute. Right? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I was trying to think about was like, I stopped playing it. I played it for, for a few months and then sure. I just stopped and I was trying to think of why and, and what made me stop. And, you know, to some extent it was like, I never won. <laughs> yeah. so, so it might be that it just was too difficult for me. Yeah. And after a while I was like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't need this. Um, but <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, but I don't know if that was why or what it was. I just, uh, you know, after a certain point, I was like, you know, I, I just don't need this, and I'm not going to open it every day. Yeah, and I think that at some level, trivia, playing trivia, I, I do wonder if it's you, know, you play it for a little bit until you're kind of tired of it, right? Because um, you you don't necessarily get better at it. Oh, I guess you, maybe you do get better. You do get better than yeah, when you play. Yeah, sure you do. Right? So it's like, like, do you do crossword puzzles or any other no, type I of, of, these, of those types of games, right? So, um, and I think that, you know, unless a, a game, trivia is very hard to, to, to reward people um, on a consistent basis if they don't continue to work on it, right? So... Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think people enjoy. I, mean, I still, I'm not obsessed with trivia, but I, I, I found it fun when I was playing, and I sort of recognized that a lot of it is a crapshoot. Obviously, like, yeah, you know, it's always there's always going to be some luck involved, and and you know whether it's taking guesses or just happen happening to get questions yeah. that you you actually recognize the answer <laughs> to. Um, I mean, because that that is the thing. Right? Like most most trivia. You either know it, or you don't. Like maybe, right. maybe HQ you can try it. I've, you know, there were a few games where I was trying to Google it fast enough, um, and it was very difficult. And, yeah, you don't um, have enough time for that. One one fun thing that I did do is I found a Twitch channel that you would play along. Yeah, um, and it was a community of HQ players all talking together, um, and then they would you kind of like almost like real time crowdsource the answer. Yeah. Um, well, what's I, funny that. Sorry, finish. Oh, and I, and I think he, I think he got banned. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Well, it's it's funny yeah. the way you sort of described that as like this cool sort of crowdsourcing way. The way I saw that described in, in the media <laughs> was a bunch of people cheating. Cheating. <laughs> so, so it's you know it, it's all your frame of reference. Sure. And so there was a complaint that that like cheaters came in and that meant like the actual and bots, and right? The, so pe- the, people kept talking about bots, people writing. Yeah writing applications that could follow along with the video stream and answer the questions properly and, you know, question uh, and, and get the money, right? Because there, is, there right. was a money aspect to HQ. Right. right. And so some people said that, you know, as it became more popular and people figured out means of cheating, whether it was sort of crowdsourcing or bots or, or whatnot, like more people were winning, but, but some of that also meant that like the the actual prizes that people got was were, were going down because you were yes. splitting it among all the winners. Yeah, I mean, I think I amassed you know a huge purse of money um, in my HQ at you know winnings of like three dollars and forty one cents. Right. <laughs> Most of which was I think the first time I won was like two dollars and you know fifty two cents uh-huh. or something, and then each win after that was like. Less and less and less money. You could buy right. a cheap coffee. <laughs> I think my coffee this morning was three twenty five. So definitely... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, did, I cashed out, and I was not surprised. But I don't know where that money is. They said they PayPal'd me, but 
Right. I, I cast out on that on the day that you told me that they were shutting down. Because <laughs> um, it was make just, sure, yeah, sure I mean, like, what? Coffee. it was nice to open the HQ app and see, you know, my balance of 341. And I'm like, there's <laughs> there's my interest-free loan. Um, it's a liability technically. <laughs> right. But, you know, you can, you can keep that money, HQ, just keep it going. <laughs> but as soon as I, I saw the news, I definitely tried to cash out, which apparently everyone else also did. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's actually going to get sorted out. I, right, right. I kind of feel like we're the last in the list of liability holders. Is that? Yeah, you you were probably pretty far down the list. <laughs> yeah. But if they want to send that over, that's fine. Or just keep, or find find someone that's going to keep it going, right? So yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how much cash they had on hand or or what else was going on there, but I mean, um, I'm surprised that they they weren't able to find like a soft landing for it, right? Like someone you would think someone yeah. would want to buy at least like. You would the, think the like a, a Zynga or something. or something, you know, some sort of gaming property might try and revitalize it in, in some right. sense. Right. I mean, or, I, or even you could see like whoever produces Jeopardy or something saying like, oh, hey, why don't we take this over and and create a Jeopardy tie-in or something. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, I played Jeopardy every single day on my Alexa. Uh-huh. Um, I'm such a huge fan of it. I would love for... You know, I mean, maybe I'm not good enough at it, but um, the top player of that game should be invited onto the show, right? There right. should be a tie-in um, to the show. And I think that would be an amazing, like, daily Jeopardy application where, you know, yeah, you, you know, this Friday we're doing a massively live game and the top person, yeah, you know, you don't get money. You get to get, you get to come on the show. I think that would be huge, right? Yeah. Like, um and tie it in. You know, I think Je- Jeopardy is going through a moment of transition right now with, you know, yep. um, Alex. And, um, and and the show has the opportunity to kind of leverage its, its existing kind of brand cachet into something awesome. Um, maybe yeah. H- HQ, the whole, the, the vacuum that's being left right now gives Jeopardy an opportunity to step in. Yeah, it would be interesting to see, but I, I don't think they're thinking that way. If they're listening, they can contact me. I'm, I'm happy to work on it if they want. Yeah, like there's an idea. Well, you should pitch them. <laughs> you should contact them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, in the same sense that it was interesting to me originally in, in doing something different and, and this idea of, you know, appointment-based viewing on an app. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I think we, we've sort of recognized all the reasons why that was both cool and potentially a downside. Um but I, I, I'm. But still... I don't think it's. I think it was. I don't think the appointment-based viewing was the death of. Was the reason why it, it died. I think their inability to to go beyond that first kind of excitement was right because you can't just be only appointment-based viewing. You have to, I think, give your fans the ability to do something in addition to it. Like you have millions and millions of installs of HQ. You know, you're, you sh- you should be able to. You know, when I'm when I'm taking. When I'm commuting to work, I have a 20-minute train ride into work. I should be able to pop into HQ and play, right? Maybe. I, I don't know if I agree with you. Yeah? Um, <laughs> I, I disagree with you. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so, so I mean, my thinking was like the HQ game yes. was actually quite fun, right? Right. And – you know, I and sometimes I have an issue with like companies that have something really fun and then feeling the need to like build out all this other stuff around it to sort of support that original fun thing, and then it often ends up killing the fun thing. Sure. Um, and so I could see it going that way also. But I think the bigger issue here was just that like 
the fun thing just started to lose interest to people. I mean, maybe they did it too often. Like it was, it was like twice a day, three times a day at some point at, yeah. the, at its peak. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe it just if it becomes, was like a once a week thing. Yeah, I mean, Jeopardy is you know one only only weekdays, um, and not even the whole year. Right. right. Sports um, watching, which is your other appointment based example, is not every single day. It's only certain times, and yeah. it's only and there's only a season, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe it was too much, and then yeah. you could build up excitement around the few times that it did happen. Yeah, I mean that that actually strikes me as potentially more. Uh, that could be a thing. Like I think maybe HQ just sort of oversaturated itself. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and they raised. I mean, I don't know how much they raised. Like what, like eight, fifteen million? They raised fifteen million in twenty eighteen, which was you know definitely striking when the iron was hot. Yep. Um, but maybe they didn't have a good plan to figure out what to do from there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, it's, it's interesting because yeah. I could see it. Like if you just did like once or twice a week, or if you had set times or every once in a while, you just had like the pop-up one that would get people excited. Yeah. And they, they, they did that a few times where, you know, um, it was right. like an HQ at night, like late night thing where they, I think I, I jumped in for a game. It was like 11 PM on a Friday. They're like, Hey, you know, we're doing right. it now. And then a bunch of people opened up their app and it was pretty awesome to see. Um, but it does sound like they were un- in, unable to, to kind of make that transition, um, into yeah. sustainability. Right. Which I think that, I think maybe the, you know, they raised 15 million at a hundred million dollar valuation. Um, that set the, that sets the bar for any additional money in pretty high, right? Yeah, especially if they were losing users, yes, um, and fewer and fewer people were actually playing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean this is there is something about the mobile space. I think where there have been other games that were just sort of you know huge fads, um, and then they and- sold to Zynga. <laughs> yes, that seems to be the case. Um, and then like trying to expand beyond that um, and, you know, figuring out the right path yeah. has has been a challenge. And like, you know, you think of like Rovio and, and Angry Birds. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember uh, early in the sort of Angry Birds phenomenon at a conference um, seeing the CEO of Rovio talk about how it was going to be a trillion dollar <laughs> company. Um, and I was like, wait, you have a single app. <laughs> like, <laughs> How do you expect to do that? Um, but, you know, and, but they've tried to do all sorts of stuff with licensing and obviously movies sure. and, and comic books. So maybe and, at this point, do they have a trillion dollar no. company? No, no. No, they don't. Um, they do not. Um, but you know, it, it is there is always that challenge of how do you how do you take take an idea and make it into something bigger, or is it just like a quick fad and then disappears? Um, which is the case with a lot of mobile apps. Certainly, right. you know, I mean, everyone sort of there's there are phases where like everyone is playing Plants vs Zombies and everyone is playing what was that stupid app with all the colorful <laughs> things that you had a match. what Candy Crush. Yes, that's the, match, the one. Match yes. Views, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what is it? I'm completely blanking. Like Candy exactly. Crush. Yeah. Everyone was playing Candy Crush for a while, right? Yeah. Um, and so it just seems to be... And the, I think those are still doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. They they have sort of this sort of long tail existence. 
but it's not it's not uh it's certainly not the same level of excitement as at their peaks right but so i i think i keep saying this which is like you're gonna have you know these games are gonna have a huge peak right like press and uh-huh. in general kind of everyone's gonna hear about candy crush right i don't play candy crush you don't play candy crush you know it's still it's still i don't even grossing. remember the candy crush's name <laughs> right yeah. um so it's like you you have to be able to trans to transfer that that initial buzz you know of hundreds of millions of people knowing about your product and then when it kind of wears off and most of us move on you find the, your core people that are not just playing your game but paying for it right and right and maybe hq didn't find that and maybe it was because of it was hamstrung by only having you know a few games a day right and, and even by being trivia being hard right and even um, i mean even you earlier in this podcast were, were saying that even though you were a huge fan of it you did not want to pay for the free lives which was one of the few ways that they had to monetize their user base that wasn't you know through sponsorship or advertising that's right yeah and then and i recognize that you know it's sad that, that I, don't, I don't want to pay <laughs> right. for something that's bringing me joy um but that that is i don't think i'm I don't think I'm rare, right? No, no. I'm um, sure the number of people who are actually willing to do that was 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 pretty low. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to give. Like, context, I think yeah. you know, you you write a lot about you know reasons to buy. That you have to give me a good reason to pay, right? So yeah, um, and maybe like they, you know, at some point they, you know, advertising was one way, but yeah, they didn't give me a good reason why I wanted to buy extra lives because they. Like it didn't guarantee me winning, so I'm like, and it doesn't make it more fun, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to compare it to you know other types of games where people are, are much more willing to buy you know additional content, whether it's like Fortnite and and dances or or whatnot, like right. that. That I mean, seems in, to work, in general, right? like um, I think there's there's a, a a general distaste for paying to win, right? So yeah. certain games where you can't win without buying, you know certain facets of the game like that that strikes strikes most people as pretty lame um you know i play a lot of hearthstone right now and i'm still i really it's almost like a game for me not to pay uh-huh yeah <laughs> i think well that's I true of a do. lot of people yeah um but i recognize that like i'm not i'm never gonna be like probably not gonna build any amazing hearthstone decks um by not paying because i just don't have enough cards to do it and that's right. okay because I still get enjoyment out of playing the free zone, the free levels, and hopefully they're getting value out of me playing. So <laughs> hopefully it's a it's a good exchange. Yeah, um, but th- that actually it's it's interesting to me the fact that you're right that there is this distaste for playing for paying to win, which which um, is kind of interesting to me from a psychological standpoint of thinking about you know people's inherent sense of fairness that that yeah. feels unfair. Yes. Um, and it kind of goes against the general belief that that some people will say is that you know like people do anything to get ahead, right, or to to win something. Whereas, it depends on the person, right? Like, sure, I think... it, it certainly <laughs> does. I, I, I it's not. I'm not saying 100, percent but yeah, as a yeah. general rule, you know, people do have that sense of fairness within them, and, and a lot of people, um, and and they're unwilling to do that. Yeah, that's that said, was, I've always wondered. If there were some sort of like a Las Vegas style casino where I could pay an entry, like I'll just pay them uh-huh. 
and then I'm guaranteed to win <laughs> oh, God. in this casino. Um, so it feels it's like the it, Costco of casinos. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> is it, is it the co- Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, you, I don't know what the right to, analogy is, but you have you to pay, pay an entrance fee and you're guaranteed to get better results or better exactly, returns. Right. Like he, you know, you're, you're yeah. paying a membership to it, but their slots pay out at like, you know, right. A dollar five or something. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting to think about. Uh, so I wonder, like, you know, as an alternative to HQ for the for the payment stuff, instead of paying to win, what if there was like, you know, a, a pay only match pay to, where pay to play, yeah. uh, where you know, certain like at three p.m. Pacific time, only people who paid could play. So yeah. you had the free so, that everyone could play, but then you'd have too many. You know, a lot of people. You have a much smaller batch mm-hmm. in the pay ones, and there could be a bigger payout. Like I mean, that, we're we're getting into the zone of. Um, it might be viewed as gambling, right? So, right. <laughs> um, but but, but yes. aside from that part, like I think that that to me seems really interesting. If there, like, are there enough HQ players that will be willing to say pay a dollar into a sit and go, and then as soon as ten thousand people, you know, pay a dollar, then we can get then the top winner gets ten thousand dollars, right? Right. Like that's interesting. Um, yeah. And you know, yes, it, it definitely skirts over into the gambling rules, but I think that trivia is skill based. I think, right? Um, yep. And can be viewed as such, and can be viewed just like poker. Um, definitely gets into like collusion. Um, you know, yeah. collusion zones. Once you have like larger payouts, if you're paying out ten thousand dollars a game or a thousand dollars a game on a dollar yeah, entry, becomes trickier. You're, yeah, you're gonna start. The bots are gonna be like, "Ooh, I'm like that's sweet." Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. like I, I think that that's maybe they modeled out and they they realized that if they started doing that, you know, higher payouts would mean higher fraud. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, and I, I think that you know maybe they did some. Who knows if they did some scenario planning, but I could definitely see that being an end, an end scenario as well, which is like you just start, you know, bots versus bots are just winning. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the only other thing is I wonder if, if they were sort of a victim of their own success, right? You know, when, when you get that big that quick, sometimes right. it becomes very difficult to to sort of figure out the next moves. And then, like, even, like, raising 15 mil at, at, at 100 million, million yeah. um, you know, it sometimes then becomes very difficult and it's almost limiting. Um, right. And maybe HQ is a totally fine, you know, day-to-day business where they're able to produce content at a price that is less than, you know, they pay out and they're able to make like a nice sustainable business. And maybe that wasn't exciting for them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. Cause I think, I, I think that's what it could have been. Yeah. Right. Um, but they definitely raised money at a big valuation and they probably had a lot bigger visions for what it could have been. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, it, I, I'm still, uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep paying attention because I still think there's something unique and, and somewhat fascinating about this idea of, of an appointment based app. Uh, I agree. And maybe that's and, where I'll be. I'm I'm looking for new opportunities right now. So I'm kind of like poking into a lot of interesting spaces. So, yeah, uh, this this gives me another space to kind of really investigate and dig in to see if there's something here. Yeah. Start start the, the next HQ. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dennis, uh, I, I apologize for bringing you the bad news of the demise of it's HQ. Okay. That was sad. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm glad that we, we had this, this sort of bookended conversation right at the... Yeah, it's at, full, at, full circle. 
near so the beginning of HQ and now at the end of HQ. And, and from uh, from the ashes rise another HQ, perhaps we'll see. We we will see. We yeah. will see. Um, but th- thanks for taking the time to join the podcast. And thank uh, you for thanks, having me. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll be back next week. Someone will get hurt. So grab a shovel and dig up the tent.